Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's Your Season.life, where we are discovering and celebrating life at any age. This is a story about you, for you, from people like you. We all share a lot as we mature in life, and the journey is made even more special when we can celebrate it with someone else. This podcast series is based on living well and eating well, with Living Well podcasts featuring guests who inspire all of us to live a life soulful and rooted in a passion. Eating Well podcasts will be focused on healthy lifestyle tips, easy recipes with a plant-forward focus, and all-around wellness. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of It's Your Season.Life. It is February and traditionally American Heart Month, and today we're going to talk about plants. American Heart Month is normally a month that we can have a better get in tune maybe with our heart-healthy lifestyle, and one of the biggest ways to enjoy a heart-healthy lifestyle is eating more plants, whatever that looks like for you. It can be anything from vegan to Mediterranean, Blue Zone, take your pick. There is a plant-based lifestyle for you. But today we're going to particularly talk about protein. Many people that I talk or they have questions about is how do you get enough protein in your eating pattern? This is particularly important because some of them were interesting data that's coming out on aging is increasing the amount of protein definitely over 50. I think the RDA is about 0.8 per kilograms and some of the data that's coming out of McMaster University is 1 to 1.2 grams per kilo as we age. So depending on and that is pardon me that is based on ideal body weight not necessarily actual weight. So what are some ways that we can get protein in our eating pattern if we're trying to cut back or eliminate meat, eggs, dairy all together. So some things to think about is all plants have some kind of protein in them. Just as when I'm thinking about my um, food on a plate for most plants, they generally have like 0.8 to 1 gram per serving. But that's a lot of just leafy greens and vegetables that you have to eat to get even 0.8 grams. So we're going to look at some other options within the plant family beyond fruits and vegetables that have that 0.2 to, pardon me, 0.5 to 1 to 2 grams of protein per cup serving. So let's look at grains. So one of my favorites is that I discovered two years ago was black rice. And I love black rice it can, there are a variety of regions in the world that are growing black rice, including Minnesota, um, but also Asia, southern France, Italy. They all have some version of a dark purple, dark red black rice. Has nine grams per cup. Amaranth has 9.3 grams per cup. Quinoa has 8.2. So I was kind of surprised that black rice was trumping quinoa. If you want to go down the processed category of grains, whole wheat pasta has 7 grams per cup. And we all know we eat more than a cup of pasta. Let's just cut to the chase. You know you do. Couscous has 6.1. Oats has uh, 6 grams per cup. I love still cut oats in the morning. And buckwheat has 5.6. And one that is kind of new and dear to my heart is a millet because Colorado is one of the primary regions for growing millet in America. And so we think of millet as 
maybe bird food, but I've really grown to enjoy mixing millet in with other grains so you get a variety of textures and chewiness and color. And sorghum. If you have not tried sorghum, I highly recommend trying sorghum too. We think of it as, oh, that is cow food, but people can actually eat it, and it's really good. So you cook it up very much like millet or oatmeal, and uh, you know, boil it until it's tender. And then what I like to do, because sorghum has these beautiful, almost pellet, pearl-like consistency, is I like to rinse it and then lay it out on a either a towel or Teflon. Um, there are these new Teflon thin sheets you can get on Amazon on a cookie sheet and then let them air dry, freeze them. And then when I use them, they're not all sticky and gooey. So that's my favorite way to do sorghum millet. I actually do that with rice as well. Moving on to legumes. So legumes are kind of an interesting category. They are our powerhouses of plants for um, protein and those really a legume is any plant that bears its fruit inside a pod so it's an umbrella term that includes beans and pulses and the main difference between legumes and beans is that the seeds are collected from different plants are called beans and traditionally that's when we think of legumes sometimes we think of just plain oat you know white beans black beans red beans so all beans are considered legume but not, not all legumes are considered beans so let's look at our, our legumes of peas, bean, peanuts, green beans, and soybeans. Soybeans are the heavy hitter of that family. They have 31 grams of protein in a cup. So you can just sprinkle in. They already come in the freezer section. They're already peeled and cooked. You can heat them in a microwave and put them in anything. And think about it. All you have to have is a measly half cup and you get 15 grams of protein. They're fun to munch on. You can just add them into things. I like to mix them into avocado and have a different type of avocado guacamole. So maybe an avocado and a half a cup or a cup of soybeans, one to extend it, but also to add a lot of protein to your basic guacamole. So think about that as your tip for the day. Peanuts and peanut butter have 7 grams per 2 tablespoons, so there's a lot in a little amount, but it does have a lot of fat, so do watch the peanut butter. But it's a good way to to get some, um, and a fun way to get protein in. And green peas have 8 grams per cup, so they're not shabby at all. So sometimes I just like to create a dish with some green peas and some soybeans and maybe some asparagus and have a high-protein little vegetable side to go with some rice and some grains. So don't underestimate the power of your soybeans that are already cooked in the freezer section. When we think of pulses, these are anywhere from a lima bean to a black bean to lentils that come in a variety of colors. If you go out to Rancho Gordo, he always has, Steve has probably 25 to 30 heirloom varieties of beans and lentils to try and they're just fun black chickpeas doll small chickpeas big chickpeas checheris which are my favorite they have flagellates they have every cuisine covered bean available so if you want to have some fun it's just a shout out to rancho gordo but you know go to your market and canned beans are just fine as well 
They have 15 to 18 grams per cup. A lot of protein there. So if you were to mix a bean and a lentil and some black rice, a cup would have quite a bit of protein in it. They also have a lot of fiber, 15 grams of fiber. And lentils are on the high end of the spectrum and they have 19 grams of protein per cup. So when you think about, I'm going to have some lentil soup, you're going to have a cup of lentils and easily get in a about a fourth of your daily requirement of protein. So kind of cool. So the category of nuts and seeds, there's some really heavy hitters in there as well. So think about almonds at seven grams per quarter cup, pistachios, six grams per quarter cup, which is not a lot. I'm telling you, I eat, I have to really have restraint not to eat just a quarter cup of nuts. Walnuts have eight grams of protein. And in the seed category, the highest winner there are pumpkin seeds at 9.2 grams per ounce. So think about what we've discussed so far. If you were to create a dish with grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds, you can easily pull together a dish with 20 to 30 grams of protein that is high in fiber, high in protein, and has good seed oil fat in it. So let's talk about soy products. So our soy products, we talked about soybeans. Soybeans have 31 grams per cup, but there's also soy milk with 14 grams per cup. Tofu is a incredibly heavy hitter, 43.5 grams per cup. And it comes in a variety of methods from silk or op- options, including silk and soft, firm, extra firm. So I will tell you that I do normally, when I'm working with tofu in cubes or roasting it or air frying it or sauteing it or coating it or doing whatever with it beyond using silken or soft, I normally do with firm and extra firm, still drain it. You know, think there, I do have a a video out on YouTube on how to test tofu, tempeh, and seitan, which is what we're talking about next. But do consider tofu. It, it, You know, if anyone had told me I would be talking about or encouraging others to eat tofu, you know, five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, right. But here I am really promoting tofu as an option for most cuisines. I definitely, and just using it for snacks as well, you know, roast, toasting it up, air frying it, coating it with different seasonings. You know, I don't make beef bolognese with it or some people do. That's fine. I don't make some cuisines. I don't think there is crossover, but for a really great way just to add some protein, you can't beat 40. I'm just going to round up 45 grams per cup on tofu. So just consider that. And you can also use the silken and soft for desserts and to make mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is uh, vegan mayonnaise is really easy with soy milk and canola oil. So, and you can use it as well, unsweetened soy milk and thickening, making creams and, and thickening your soups and sauces and so forth. So, the last three groups are tempeh, textured vegetable protein, and seitan. So, tempeh has 33.7 grams per cup. It's not one of my favorites, but you know, there is a protein substitute plant-based for anyone and so tempeh might be your thing but it's a soy food thought to have originated in Indonesia thousands of years ago 
The first known use of the word tempe was during the early 19th century, where it was mentioned in Japanese history. But since the 70s, it's really become available in the West. The people will use, creators, food creators will use different beans to make the tempe. I've seen it made with fermented with black beans and with chickpeas and lentils. Again, you can use it um, to, as a meat replacement in dishes. I just encourage you to practice and play with it and see if it's your thing. It's a cake-like substance. It's cooked. It's slightly fermented. And really what the fermentation does is help break down the phytic acid in soybeans. So it makes the starches easier to digest. But again, there's crafters that are doing all kinds of spice mixtures and bean mixtures. So take some time, go out and investigate and do some research on tempeh in your area. So textured vegetable protein, you see this a lot now in packaged goods, packaged uh, products on the shelf now for meat replacement. But it's basically, it's defatted soy flour that's been cooked under pressure and then dried. It has 15 grams per ounce, which is really pretty good because you normally don't even just eat one ounce. Um, you might put like two ounces on a taco and there you got 30. So one cup of dried has 48 grams of protein and 16 grams of fiber. It's a great kind of neutral a product to create like taco meat and spaghetti meat. And there's a chicken product out now. So they're really refining it, not literally, I mean refining it and in, in, in being able to... Um, produce different cuisine options with it. So you can also just buy it yourself, textured vegetable protein, and look online and find your own recipes for making textured vegetable protein meatballs. I'm telling you, it really does taste like meat. The last is one of my favorites that I've really begun to start using, and that's seitan. Seitan is a plant-based substitute. It's made from wheat gluten that mimics the flavor and texture of chicken. When I was in my vegan cooking class I made three different kinds and I made a seitan I promise you I know it sounds weird but I had to make it from scratch and it came out with the consistency of duck and I love duck the spices that they gave us in class were spot on and it, it was really almost mind-blowing but seitan is probably the biggest heavy hitter in this whole group with 75 grams per cup or 100 grams per weight and it mimics, um, the gluten mimics the, the chewiness of meat. And you'll see that a lot of protein, a lot of the foam meat products that are out on the market now are actually using wheat gluten as a base. Maybe they're kind of a blend of textured vegetable protein and seitan and herbs and spices and so forth. But all of these are, are, you know, coming from the plant world of, you know, wheat soy and so forth. So I, I highly recommend uh, giving seitan a try. If you go to my website, I've got some recipes out there as well as veg around the world. I use seitan quite a bit in recipes, including beef bourguignon and Irish stew. The Irish stew came out really, really well. I served it last year at our St. Patrick's Day party and people really liked it as well, if not better than the kind of greasy, usual lamb and meat stews. So I had both. I had meat, lamb, and seitan stew, and everyone loved them. So again, practice and play with the seitan. Unless you're a celiac and um, are ultra-sensitive, most people can tolerate the seitan just fine, and you don't need a whole lot. I think that's what's so cool is you can just have 
some a seitan stew or something as a little snack just to, you know, have a couple of bites and you're going to get, you know, 15 or 20 grams of protein. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast today where we walk through all the different ways that you can get protein in your diet through plant-based measures. Be sure and check out my video where I test tempeh, seitan, and tofu in the same preparations. You can check out my website for more recipes. Yeah, selfless proclamation. Go out and look at Veg Around the World where I use all these products in different cookbooks. But at a minimum, let's just eat more grains, let's eat more legumes, nuts, seeds, and all the wonderful products that are out there to help us heart healthy in February. Have a great day. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I hope you have a new tip for eating more veg. Give me a shout out with comments or suggestions for future podcasts. And be sure and check out my website, follow my cooking demos on YouTube under either Lisa Boson, B-O-E-S-E-N, or itsyourseason.life. And if you need a recipe, visit me on Amazon and other online book retailers. And remember, it's always your season to eat more veg. So let's get cooking.